everyone. In today's episode, we're speaking with the amazing Elise Elliott, an accomplished media presenter and the star of the Elliott Exchange podcast. We're really excited to have her on board to talk about her health and how she's achieved it. All content on this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. None of the content provided is intended to diagnose, treat or relieve any medical health conditions and is not intended as a substitute for advice provided by your physician. You should always consult a healthcare professional before adopting any diet and lifestyle changes. Hi, I'm Donna Aston, and welcome to my Body Masterclass. As a nutritionist for the last 30-odd years, I've had the opportunity to work with some extraordinary health professionals, clients, and colleagues. During this podcast series, I'm going to share with you their experience, as well as mine, help you to sort fact from fiction, and hopefully inspire you to live your best life. My Body Masterclass is like the instruction manual that you didn't receive for your body until now. Elise Elliott's media career spans more than 25 years across the trifecta of television, radio and print. A not-so-secret revhead, Elise is one of Australia's few women motoring journalists. She is the co-host of an upcoming TV motoring show, currently in production with Seven Mate. Elise co-hosts the popular nine radio podcast, The Elliott Exchange, with her husband, 3AW Drive host, Tom Elliott. Elise has been on radio as a regular fill-in host on 3AW's Afternoons and a contributor to the 3AW's Weekend Break. She was a senior reporter with Nine's Current Affair, which is where I first met her. Elise has also been a political correspondent in Canberra's press gallery for Seven News as well as a newsreader. When not shackled to her computer, you'll find Elise behind the wheel of her beloved 68 convertible Mustang. Elise has always strived to be fit and believes that a healthy body equals a healthy mind. Elise runs, snow skis, does weight training and now heads out on the waves for her beloved surfboard, indulging in her latest passion, surfing. We've brought Elise on the podcast today to unpack how it could be humanly possible to achieve such great health with such a busy lifestyle. Right, so here we are, Elise, and welcome to our podcast. I'm so thrilled to be here, Donna. And what the tables have really turned because I've interviewed you many, many so times. So many times. Over the decades. I know. I think way back to 2001. At least. Yeah. So it's kind of weird being on the other side. I know. It's exciting. <laughs> exciting. Yes. Let's see how we go. <laughs> Good. So the thing I wanted to speak about first is you you look we see people all the time as they get older we sort of they you know start to decline a little bit we you know it happens to all of us you seem to get better and better now <laughs> i've known you for a really long time and i think now you are probably in the best shape that i have ever seen and i know you're healthy on the inside as well so do you want to let us know a little bit about how you've managed to do this because seriously it's a bit of a miracle <laughs> thank you Thank you. It's quite flattering. I think, number one, I've got a very good role model in my mum who's 82 and very active. So she still tap dances. She's playing golf today. She plays tennis. She walks the dogs. And I think for her it's the sense of relevance 
and and activity, which is very good role modeling for me. I've been fit all my life, you know, and I, I don't want to tiptoe around that. I don't want to be an apologist for the fact I train really, really hard and have all my life. And I think as I've got a bit older, I, I've trained harder and smarter, but I'm kinder to my body, if that makes sense. So tell us a bit about that. So I think I used to do a lot of HIT training and a lot of circuit classes that really pounded my body and were exhausting. And I think I was riddled without realising it with with sort of micro injuries. Um, and I was exhausted the whole time. And just pushed through, And no pushed doubt. through, totally yeah. just pushed through. Um, I've been a runner all my life and um, I still run, but I don't run. I remember you running and pregnant, actually. Oh, I know. Mm. God, I had to stop when my boobs were just too big. <laughs> it was like hazardous. Um, and I remember having a running FOMO. I'd go around, walk, drive around the tan and see people running and I'd be like, oh, I just want to be out there. So in, in within those that those parameters of being kind. I took up swimming, which I find stultifying and boring. But I, I swam for the last uh, two trimesters of my pregnancy, right up until I gave birth, actually. I went into labour at Richmond Pool, which was great. <laughs> After swimming a kilometre, I went, oh, I'm having a baby tonight. Um, so that, that that's sort of listening to your body a bit. I do do weight training and I cannot impart enough on women in particular, how important this is. I laugh when a lot of people say, oh, I don't want to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm like, good <laughs> luck with that. Yeah. Good yeah. luck with that. Yeah. Um, but in terms of resistance um, and bone density, just metabolism, strength, um, how your body feels and then how it functions, I, th- I think weight training is good. Music now, to my ears. I have uh, to tell right, you. and you've you, I remember you did a program for me decades ago, which I still I still do. Now the thing about weight training, I I've sent you a photo, Donna, and you, you're welcome to use it. <laughs> it ain't glamorous. I, I train in my garage. <laughs> Right. I've With, heard about this gym. <laughs> I need to see it. I actually. call it, yeah, the, the garage gym. It's 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 so far from glamorous. And my, my Mustang's parked in there, and you know, there's all the wetsuits hanging in there. And it's it's a really unattractive place. But what it, it can teach people is it doesn't have to be expensive. So you just need a couple of weights, a good program written by you, um, and perhaps just a little thing to do sit ups on, and that's all really you need. So. Those two things, um, alternating running and, and weight training, have been great. Um, and then I took up a third thing, which has really, I guess, been the icing on the cake, which is a terrible metaphor to use when talking about <laughs> fitness, uh, surfing, which we'll get to later. But I think that that sort of that, that trifecta has been really instructive in, in me being fit. Do you find with your crazy busy life, and mm. I know you're a busy girl, yeah. that you you really have to work hard to to find or make the time? Is yeah. it just obviously it's at the top of your priority list? So first thing, you yeah. just ha- I I am toast by six pm mm. honestly, and it's just chaotic you with family life. You just I, the thought of going for a run or or trying to do some weights or even going for a surf at that time of night is impossible. So. I think first thing, so even if it means you get up 45 minutes earlier before school drop-off chaos hits, Mm. I think find a time that works for you. But I sort of do it then, then it's done. You know, it doesn't hang over you all day and then it doesn't matter what happens for the rest of the day. You've done it. So I think in terms of timing, I would really encourage first thing for people because I think if you have it at the end of the day, you're much less likely to stick to it. And also it's not a chore 
Like it's, I, I find it's me time yeah. and it's something that when we're really busy, mm-hmm. it's nice to just, so that we don't get overwhelmed with everything or yeah. resent what we're doing with work and things that just to have carve out that little bit of me time. And like yeah. you said, if that's early in the morning and before you get started with your day, yeah. um, that's what we need to do to prioritise it, right? Very much so. So, and you talk about me time. I, I use it to listen to um, when I run or train podcasts or Music, I make really daggy compilations <laughs> with really bad titles. Oh, it's so bad. I'm sometimes I'm so embarrassed by the, some of the music I listen to. I wouldn't even share it with anyone, but it's my guilty pleasure and I always have really naff t- compilation titles. But, you know, I find that that really is helpful in transporting you, in particular running. And it you really come back full of all those very good feel-good hormones. Endorphins. Endorphins. Fantastic. Yes. Do you find that I I find that a lot of women in particular will limit what they're doing because of their age? It's almost like, oh, I'm a bit old to to do that or, you know, I really probably shouldn't be doing that now. I mean, obviously we can tailor our exercise, as you said, you've done, you know, not pounding your body Mm. anymore and Mm. you may need a bit more recovery. Um, But but it shouldn't really stop us from being active and trying something new. Absolutely, you know, not – I find – well, my daughter calls me a kid alt, which is a kid <laughs> trapped in an adult's body. So I think part of the um, <laughs> the part of the way I live my life is is not ever putting parameters on age. And I, I mean, this is so cliche, but age is just a number. It mm. really is. I, I certainly don't uh, subscribe to how old I'm s- supposed to be. Um, but I think, yeah, that those parameters shouldn't be put on you because you you would never try anything new, would you? And you wouldn't push your body and 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 then it, it's sort of it's a it's a catch twenty two, isn't it? Because then you you feel old, so you think I better not try that pursuit, and then your body sort of ages, and yeah, it's a bit of a yeah. downward spiral. And and when you you know are perhaps someone who hasn't been fit all their life, yeah, and you may be your body's starting to decline, your joints are starting to hurt, you might yeah. be gaining weight, you have less and less confidence in your body. Do you sort of have some thoughts on what, what advice would you give somebody who's in that situation that may have let it go a little bit mm-hmm. and is looking to get it back? Yeah, I, I think it's n- never too late to start. Mm. It really isn't. It's just that first step doing it. And the fact you will feel so much better about yourself and then you have that inbuilt confidence and a bit more energy and and you know I, I say to my daughter the best body is a fit strong body you know and she's a, a teen now and that that whole body image thing is is very important to young girls and I just say a functioning body like I, I'm never going to be a gazelle I'm never going to be super tall I'm never going to be a supermodel but I've got a fit body that can do stuff and that makes me happy and I, I sort of try and impart that on her a little bit so I think we've got to lose this ideal that you know, there's a, a particular body that's the perfect body. And for me, a strong body that's functional, that can do stuff is is your best body. Yeah. And it's and that translates to everything yeah. that you do. Yeah. And I always say that a, a strong body is equals a strong mind. Yeah, yeah. I think that it really helps your confidence and your resilience. Mm. If you put your body through something and achieve something physically, mm. you start to think to yourself, wow, I actually did that. What else can I do? Do you find that translates as well into your resilience and mental strength? Very much so. So I've had a few spot fires, I think, in my life where potentially I could have felt very flat um, and I've kept running through those periods and they have been 
um, periods that could have been dark and I think running has been a real salve for me and I think obviously not just in terms of sort of being a natural um, antidepressant but also uh, giving you agency over your body and I think sometimes in life things are out of your control, Donna, you know, they are, but your body is in your control. Mm. To a certain extent. I mean, you, um, so, you know, going for that run is in your control mm. and um, that makes you feel a little bit more empowered and able to cope with, with difficult yeah. times. Emotionally and also physically, it's reducing the cortisol, the stress hormones, so mm. it actually has a, a physical impact on stabilising your yeah. biology as well, which helps with your mental health. So, Very much so, you mm. know, and I've had uh, I've had different jobs in my life. One was so stressful um, and I felt the cortisol was almost like battery acid in my body. I, honestly, uh, that's how I felt. It was just just toxic mm. and bubbling away and um I, so I think for me having exercise as a as a bit of a cure-all countered that a little bit mm. and then leaving that job did too. Yeah, that <laughs> certainly helped, I'm sure. Yes, <laughs> that helped. As far as recovery goes, do you have any routines that you oh, do? Oh, Donna, I'm crap at recovery. Are I'm you? really bad. I'm I sorry. I feeling I you might know. be. <laughs> I'm so bad. I know you're supposed to have the recovery day and the day off and you're supposed to do yoga and have massages and I'm really not good. I'm going to work on that. That's my um, Achilles heel, mm, I okay. think. So right. you'll have to help me with that. All right. I'm not no good problem. at that. <laughs> no problem. What do you think you've learned about yourself in the last decade? Uh, in, oh, what a great question. It's a big question. Yeah. I took up surfing later in life mm. And this has been an extraordinary thing. And I, I always, I dated a few surfers and I just really rue all those days I sat on the beach with a Chico roll in my hand, <laughs> waiting for the surfers to come back in. I'm like, what a waste of time that was. So I finally got myself aboard and, and got into it. And now I know what the hype is about. Yeah. And it is the most extraordinary pursuit where there is a meeting. First thing, you yeah. just have. I, I am toast by 6pm, mm. honestly, and it's just chaotic. Ever done anything where uh, physically it's the most intoxicating, challenging thing. Mentally you really do empty your mind um, and it, it's very soulful in particular when you're surfing in the ocean because it's you against the elements, you against the – not against, with the environment and you're at the environment's whim and nature's whim and nature's omnipowerful. And that's kind of humbling, which is good. Um, it is a, a very humbling sport. So I um, started just surfing in white water, like a joke, uh, and then I've been surfing a little bit out at um, Urban Surf and I've progressed from cruiser to progressive turns to intermediate and the second half of intermediate's advanced. So whilst the waves have been getting bigger, my boards have been getting smaller. So I've gone from an eight-foot to a seven-four and now I'm on a 6 8 board. So, so they get smaller they as They get it smaller starts. and it gets harder. Okay. Yeah. So it's sort of the inverse. Mm -hmm. And I'm having a really terrible time at the moment <laughs> on the 6 8. I'm just like, ah, oh, it's so hard. Like, just when I felt I was sort of getting the hang of this, um, I'm, I'm really finding it a challenge. But it's great. But I, um, I think. That's the appeal of the, this particular pursuit. So back to your big question about what I've learned. I've learned I'm actually far more resilient than I realised. I probably learnt that, and mm. I'm probably stronger than I realised. Mm. Um, and they're two good 
things that I'm kind of proud of. I've learnt by default, but I am. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I'd love to know more about your surfing because I know I used to do something called um, Cirque, which is like a acrobatic yeah, yeah. type training. So climbing silks and doing aerial acrobatics and that sort of thing before I injured my back, mm-hmm. um, I was doing that. And that I realised was was my meditation yeah. because I had to do different tricks on like on the silks that hang from the ceiling. And so I, the focus was extreme because if I wasn't focusing, I could fall. And so you were really focused on what you were doing and trying to learn new patterns and new techniques. And I found that sometimes you know, my, my coach would turn up to train me and I was really busy in my office and I didn't have time and I really didn't want to do it. And then once I started um, and then I finished, it was like I had been, you know, had an extra night's sleep. I felt so relaxed and so calm that I started to realise that because I couldn't think about anything else, that it was my meditation. That's what I actually did for my mental health. As much as it was a physical workout, I found that it was meditation for me. Do you find something similar with surfing? You've encapsulated that so beautifully. So uh, and apologies to all the yogis out there. I cannot do yoga. No, you know, oh, you know, at the end where they go Tapping empty your, your mind, finger, waiting for oh, it to no. finish. <laughs> you know, there's Savasana at the end where they say empty your mind, and my mind's like one of those card dispensing machines at the casino, just going <laughs> with all the stuff I should be doing. Um, and but I know it's good for you. I know we need this this sense of emptying your mind and being in the moment and all of that. Um, surfing does that because I'm focused so much on. You know, there's so much to think about. So you're on your board. You know, it's just you on a board on moving water and then you've got to look over and see a wave coming. Are you in the right spot? Are you paddling the right way? Is your board angled the right way? And you paddle and you catch and you're up and you are in the moment. And when you catch that wave, it's your mind is empty from all of um, life's sort of trials and tribulations and you are truly in the moment. So very much like what you were doing with that Cirque. um, Yeah. Um, acrobatics, acrobatics. Yeah. Mm. It, it, it is one of the most meditative but moving meditation mm. so suited to me and I think it's great for people to find it might not be surfing or mm. aerial acrobatics yeah, for yeah, everyone yeah, yeah. we're a little extreme yeah yeah but there's yeah. got to be a, an well, activity like golf, you know sure. like golf's a great one for a lot of people to take mm. up as well and that's I think from what I hear has that same meditative element the same challenges um, it's a very mercurial game. It can change um, how you play it. So, yes, I think you're just never too late to start. What you have to just put aside is your ego mm. and you've got to just be a bit humble when you take up a new pursuit because, you know, as an adult, as a grown-up, it's pretty bloody embarrassing, like getting <laughs> smashed on a board in front of people like it is, you know, and doing it over and over again. So you, you, there's just no room for ego. So if you can put your ego aside and, and be a little bit humble, it's really a great thing. Mm, yeah. Amazing. Mm. Let's talk a little bit about the food yeah, side sure. of things and nutrition yeah. because yeah. I know that that's a big part of your life yes. and I know yeah. that it's something that you're focused on from the yeah. health and recovery side of things. Mm. So so you do do something for recovery. You <laughs> yeah, eat really I well. Know. I know you I'm do. I'm like writing notes to myself, need to recover. <laughs> yes. So talk to me a little bit about what a day in the life of Elise yeah. looks like from the food side oh, of things. I look, and this is annoying and it annoys people. I eat really well. Mm. I just do. And again, you know, you could lie about it, but I just, I do. I had a big shift in the 90s. We were all taught about this high carb, 
low-fat diet. Mm -hmm. We're all mad about that. I I was so uh, prescribed to that so acutely that I just didn't have any fat. And then I briefly dated this um, personal trainer who said, you have no good fats in your diet. And he said, I really want you to start thinking about nuts and avocado and, you know, like oily fish and back off on those carbs a bit, right? Not not just just the 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 bad carb. Did you feel you needed them for your running and for your running energy? for joints? Right. Skin. But I mean the carb side of oh, things the at, carbs. That, at that yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, possibly. And mm. I just think it was more what we were taught sure. to do. So um so I did this big sort of, I guess would you say 180, I think, in terms of sort of just put some more complex great carbs into my diet. Really amped up that um, good fat. So I have half an avocado every day and have, I reckon, for 20 years. Mm. I'll probably have salmon, good salmon, you know. I know it's all a bit political now. Probably four nights a week, have nuts every day. Um, So, and that has improved. It's like a lubricant in many Mm. ways. So Mm. it's sort of like all your joints feel better, your skin feels better. So that's a big shift I've done. I am um, super filling as well. Uh, right? Yeah, You're yeah, which is good. Yeah, mm. um, I don't go too crazy on vitamins, but there's there's three I take every day. So I um have a um, ubiquinol, which is the CoQ10, yeah. mm-hmm. and I was put onto that about twenty years ago. And for I, energy production, just for, I don't know. Look, I just take mm. it because I feel I should. Now it's yeah. just part of my my yep. thing. Yeah, <laughs> but I notice interestingly they they're using that in fertility treatments. Mm which is really interesting for yeah. men and women. I yeah. think it's good for cell repair. Yeah. Um, I have a probiotic mm-hmm. um, and just a multi. Mm. So, I, so, And then I flirt with other <laughs> vitamins. When you Whatever. read about yeah. something or hear about oh, something new. That looks new. good and take it for not long enough to make any difference. Yeah. But those three I've been taking for 20 years, so I think that's really good. Um, and you know what, Donna? I, I love wine. Mm. I really do. Mm. And I really like dark chocolate, you know, and so I don't want to be one of those fully abstemious people. No. I eat really well most of the time, but I don't want to ever deny myself going out with my girlfriends and having a glass of champagne or, mm. you know, wine with a beautiful steak or something. So mm. I, I think I think if you do, you, if you are too abstemious and you're too too strict, there'll be a bit of a backlash at some point. So I think- it's important to have those little treats. I think it's hard to find that balance for some people because a lot of people think that they're either being good or bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, they don't sort of often yeah, find that yeah. balance between that. So, you know, it's really important that we all find, and it's a little bit different for everybody. Yeah, so yeah. We have different thresholds. So I think yeah. it's really important to find that balance. Yeah, I think, and what works for you. And look, the other thing is I really love coffee. Yeah. I really do. And you got me onto black coffee before I train. Damn you, because I really love my lattes and I think of Donna every morning going, <laughs> black coffee, boring, boring. Um, but I, uh, so before I, so I'll get up, I have my vitamins I have a, and I have a black coffee and I train. So that's my my first bit. Then I'll have a really good uh, breakfast, brunch sort of thing. And then this is a little controversial, but it was encouraged by you I do the fasting thing. Mm. So I, I'll go for a big period till dinner before I eat and then I won't eat obviously overnight. So you're having like two meals yeah, in two a day? Big, yeah, 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 with a bit of a break in between. Now, look, I, I don't know if that's even the right thing to say and I don't know if I'm sending a bad message, but I'm just being totally honest. You know when you read my day on a plate in mm. the newspaper mm. 
and I was thinking, oh, God, would I be honest about that? But that that is I don't think I, anyone's honest about that. I know, aren't they? Some of that <laughs> wang-dang posh food they eat. I'm like, what? Um, so, I, yeah, look, I'll have my vitamins, a short black train, then I'll have a really good breakfast. You know, we'll have eggs in it and avocado and good bread and tomatoes and all sorts of stuff. And then I won't eat till dinner and then I won't eat overnight. So fasting is amazing. It is amazing. And I don't think we were sort of told again, you should keep topping up every two or three hours. And you've explained, can you explain to me again about that line going up and down? You drew it. So every time we eat or drink anything, whether it's just a milky coffee or whether it's a little snack or a little bite of something, we're raising our blood glucose. That's just the natural thing that happens. And to control that, our body produces a hormone called insulin, which comes in to regulate it. If we're, we're not designed to eat constantly, we're hunter gatherers. So we would hunt, find something to eat, eat it. And it could be a day or two before we have something else. But unfortunately now we, we have no more famine. It's all feast, right? So we're constantly topping up that tank and marketing tells us that that's what we should be doing as well. Yeah. Cause they want to sell us lots of yummy snacks. Um, unfortunately it does take its toll and we can become insulin resistant and the adaptation of that eventually will be pre-diabetes then diabetes and all that time we're actually gaining fat particularly around our middle so by fasting you know there's no rule in nature that says we must eat three meals a day mm-hmm. and so if you feel really comfortable with two meals a day I do exactly the same do you so yeah. you have two meals and it's not well. really even fasting it's more term um, time-restricted eating. Yeah, okay. And so fasting, it's not like we're doing a 24-hour or any big long fast, three days long or anything like that. It's literally just time-restricted eating. And when you're eating, you're probably eating better nourishment than most people would have in three or even six meals. Ah, Interesting, but just having that break. So that's something that you uh, encouraged me to do, I think, in 2019. Mm. Um, it was June 2019 I was having a chat to you. And so I sort of took that on board and that's been quite pivotal in... um, What have you noticed? Oh, just leaner, Mm. just lean, just a bit more cut as a person and and more energy. um, Digestion. Digestion's great. Everything's just better. Moods. It really, it really is... Good. It stabilizes. Yeah, everything. it's really. St- I think that's the word I'd use. I just feel very stable. Mm. Moods, everything, just mm. yeah, a bit better. We often notice that with people, you know, they do just one week, and the mm. one thing that I notice in just seven days yeah. is people's that I can see calmness is sort of yeah. washed over them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's that stability of your blood glucose. There's no longer this sort of roller coaster, yeah, yeah. and everyone feels quite calm and plus you sleep better. Yeah, which is great. You know, so eating a bit earlier, Mm. making sure you've got some time between your last meal and going to bed, you know, you can sleep really well as well. So Yep. Perfect. So thank you. Tick tick. You still gotta do another little weights program. I still do the same bicep. When did I do that weights program for so long ago, Donna? Twenty years ago. (laughs) And you told me about that down and then you gotta bring it up. You gotta twist because you got the oh. biceps got two. I remember that. Yeah. Well, it's time. working beautifully, but it's probably a little boring at this stage. <laughs> yeah, so like, I will uh, happily, I need an, uh, I need happily an make another one. <laughs> All right. What would you give, what advice would you give your 20-year-old self now looking back? You get one body and you get one life. Mm. Just live it to the full. I mean, nurture and look after your body, but live 
life. I think I was worried so much about the sort of future and from a work perspective, you know, you're going to find the right partner, you're going to get the right house. So just live life and enjoy it and nurture and respect your body. Mm. That's what I tell myself. It's not a rehearsal, right? This is it. This is it. This is it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think we start to realise that as we get older, (laughs) maybe take a lot of things for granted as we're younger. Well, they say youth is wasted on the young. So, yeah, (laughs) I agree with that. I concur. What is one final thought that you would like to leave our listeners with today? It's never too late to start. Mm. Uh, So if you are vacillating about should I take up this or that, just do it. Give it a crack. I have and I never look back. I love it. I'm so excited to have you here today. (laughs) I know that your energy and enthusiasm and all of the things that you have conquered are going to be so inspirational for our listeners. Thank you, And I'd just like to thank you for your time. My absolute pleasure being on the other side for a change. Thank you. 